Faith, Hope and Love, episode 80, the second Sunday of Lent, year B. Today's episode is dedicated to the memory of my beloved father, William John Kelly, whose first anniversary occurs at this time. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and may perpetual light shine upon him. May his soul and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The following hymn is lovingly dedicated to William John Kelly. This is Faith, Hope and Love. a child My speech and thoughts were like a little child But as an adult put away those ways A child no longer now But speaking as a man For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love Unclearly As if we looked into a mirror dimly But then we will see as people face to face No longer partly But fully known and loved For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love Love is kind, not rude or full of boast Never insisting things to be its way Not resentful, but gaining joy in truth For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love Faith, hope and love As love, love bears all things, love believes and hopes, love endures all things, love never ends. For faith, hope, and love abide, and the greatest one is love. Of you my heart has spoken, seek his face. It is your face, O Lord, that I seek. Hide not your face from me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, as we come together on this second Sunday of Lent in year B, let us call to mind our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. (music) 
I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight made pure we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 1 to 2, 9 to 13, and 15 to 18. God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here I am. God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering, on one of the mountains that I shall show you. When Abraham and Isaac came to the place that God had shown him, Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. The angel said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven, and as the sand that is on the seashore, and your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies. And by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves, because they have obeyed my voice. The Word of the Lord I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I kept my faith even when I said, I am greatly afflicted. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. 
I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 8, verse 31 to 35 and 37. Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own Son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The Word of the Lord. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. From the shining cloud the Father's voice is heard. This is my beloved Son, hear him. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 9 verses 2 to 10. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzlingly white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them any more, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. The Gospel of the Lord The story of Abraham that we heard in the first reading, where he's deliberately asked to sacrifice someone he loved more than his own life, is really horrifying. It would be absolutely appalling to destroy someone we love. If anyone actually did this today, it would be unspeakable. 
Some scholars have suggested that this incident is really about God once and for all putting an end to the archaic and misguided practice of human sacrifice that was all too prevalent 4,000 years ago. It is ultimately God who is the one staying the hand of Abraham. In fact, it is God alone who does not even spare his own son in Jesus in order to save everyone and not because God wants to see his son suffer or die, but because he knows, and with Christ's cooperation, that he is willing to sacrifice everything in love in order to save us. God spares nothing and goes to the ultimate length to share complete solidarity with us. In life and death, in joy and devastation, God gives us everything he has. God holds nothing back. It is impossible to truly understand the depths of this unmerited love and commitment that God has for us. This Sunday we hear of Abraham and of the transfiguration of Christ. Despite its vividness, the drama and even horror of Isaac's near sacrifice actually takes something of a backseat to the main point. Abraham's faith in God and utter trust in God's promise. I wouldn't be surprised if Abraham knew, trusted God so much that he knew even though he was asked to do this terrible thing, he would never have to go through with it. And God had no intention of actually going through with it. In a similar way, Peter, James and John also find faith on the mountain. They see the revelation of Jesus in his full glory. These scenes give us just a taste of Easter glory to come and challenge us to believe that Christ is everything he says he is. Even the disciples didn't see Jesus clearly, and they were with him all the time. Maybe they were so close to him it was hard to see his glory as God. Abraham, too, misunderstood the God he followed for a long time. In Lent, Let's take time to try and see Christ more clearly as he is and not as we see him. Let us not allow familiarity to obscure his glory and his challenging message. We all need a transfiguration of our image of God once in a while to ensure we see God more clearly. May this Lent allow us to ensure that we're not fashioning God according to our own convenience or our own image, but rather encountering God in Christ in the fullness of his radical message. We're invited to make Jesus the complete centre of all our faith. Jesus is the Son of God, the Son of the Father. Our Lord gives meaning to every aspect of our life. Our Lord invites us to share his relationship with his Heavenly Father. Lent is about removing obstacles to our faith and also choosing to let Jesus be the meaning of our lives. Can we, like Abraham, put our complete and utter trust in God? Trust God even when we don't understand the meaning of what might be happening to us at any different moment in our lives. Will we trust utterly in Christ and be humble and completely obedient to his vision? 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. As daughters and sons of God, let us come with confidence to the Lord in prayer. that all members of the Church may remain faithful to the Gospel of Christ. Lord, hear us. That all those who dispense human justice may temper their decisions with God's mercy. Lord, hear us that those who grieve the loss of a child or a loved one may be consoled by the promise of eternal life. Lord, hear us. That all members of our community may discern how best to act in a Christian manner in the important decisions that we must make. Lord, hear us. For those who are in ill health and those who care for them, may the Lord give them healing, strength and peace, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. That all who have died in the hope of eternal life may be raised to glory with Christ, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God, ever faithful to your promises, you call each one of us to listen to your voice and to respond in loving obedience. We ask you to help us to be generous and faithful like Abraham. We ask you to listen to our prayers as you listen to him. We make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. May this sacrifice, O Lord, we pray, cleanse us of our faults and sanctify your faithful in body and mind for the celebration of the Paschal festivities. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after he had told the disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory, to show, even by the testimony of the law and the prophets, that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. 
and so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty, without end, we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Let us pray. As we receive these glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, O Lord for allowing us, while still on earth, to be partakers even now of the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Bless your faithful, we pray, O Lord, with a blessing that endures for ever and keep them faithful to the gospel of your only begotten Son, so that they may always desire and at last attain that glory whose beauty he showed in his own body to the amazement of his apostles. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you.